Don't forget to leave a five-star review on iTunes for my friends at the Amish Inquisition. It's Amish Inquisition time yet again. Praise Jabulon. Sunday the 19th of January, episode 115. How are we doing? I'm um, Amish Phil. It's not 115. It's not. It's, it's like episode 115. 115. Hey, me, <laughs> <laughs> episode 115. Took a three minute piss while mm. we were ready to go, you jerk. Yeah, breaking <laughs> all known laws of mammal physics. There is doing. some research that says it's 21 seconds what is to go, 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 or whatever it is. I'm not sure that was academic research. 21 seconds to empty a mammal's bladder, n- no matter of size. Bollocks. It's The research is there on the <laughs> internet. The research is ours. It's on the internet. Nope. Therefore, it's true. Surely it depends on the size. Nope. The, uh... 100 millilitres to 100 litres. 21 seconds. Is that where the song comes from then? I assume so. Let me know if you need the studio. I've got I 21 think, seconds before i got to piss. I think the <laughs> song predates the... Um... Oh, science. Yeah. The science is in. Mm. 21 seconds. 21 uh, seconds. I'm going to have to Google it because it's false. I just Googled it. <laughs> yeah, what did it say? Just say vol, how, how long. A vole takes 21 seconds no. to empty its bladder. How long does it take? To empty a bladder for a mammal of any size, of any size, a vole. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's what it said. Well, no, and it can't be a a, a vole. Sorry, because it said a hundred <laughs> milliliters to a hundred liters, didn't it? it seems right, to defy okay. the laws of physics. This. Yeah. Well, no, because surely the the pee hole. Yeah, the hole. The urethra is bigger. It's congruous it with can, the yeah bladder. So a bigger pipe holds more water. Hmm. It's a Fibonacci thing then, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if the size of the urethra is one, the size of the bladder is three. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, it's the pine cone. It's the pineal gland. <laughs> I don't know. Ha- happy... For, qu- right, what, fucking, what? Before we move on... What? Because... I haven't ben, started yet. What do you mean before we move on? Ben's, Ben's a, a not a believer yet, so just Google it. <laughs> well, Google's broken. Where's the search bar? Here we go. Right. Um, How long for a mammal to empty its bladder? How H O W does it <laughs> take? You're not googling it right. <coughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Look, there you go. It came prompted the answer. Twenty seconds now. About it's getting sh- it's getting shorter. <laughs> New law of urination from the National ah. Geographic blog. 
There's a weight constriction, so weighing more than 2.2 pounds a kilo. Has to weigh more than that. Empties their full bladder in 20 seconds. About 20 seconds. Mm. I don't get there it. There you go, you see? Right, so Great game, point four. Bladder uh, volume whoa, 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 is 42 whoa. gallons. We've got 20 seconds and 24. That's like a 25% differential there. Yeah, that's not good, is it? That's, um, yeah. Yeah, so they said about If you calculated seconds. that, you know, if you use that margin of error when you were putting a steel in in your extension, your house would fall down. Well, it depends if you overestimated <laughs> Yeah. the steel. Just so you just had a massive, your house was just made of steel. <laughs> and right. that'd be fine. What about the Fortress of Solitude? It was just made of glass. Well, that was crystals, wasn't it? Yeah, whatever. Same diff. Well, They're no. a Fibonacci thing as well, crystals. Are they? Yeah, the way they grow. Is it not the structure? That's the thing about the structure. Is it not the atomic structure, Ben? Mm. Ben? Sorry. Pudding. Plum pudding. Not structure. The structure. What are we talking about? Crystal. Yeah, listening. Crystal. I wasn't as reading about Googling. Getting pissing. You should be on Facebook. Mm. We've, we've settled this matter. Yeah, it's have. about 20 seconds. Right. Facebook. <coughs> Happy We're on. We're live. It's happening. Um, do you want to do the introduction? Sunday, then? the 19th of January, is Quitters Day. Quitters. Quitting life. What? What are you doing? I don't know. I think I've hit something. I'm just Oh, we can hear now. you on the laptop. There we go. Oh, look, yeah. we're behind. Is that the kind of delay we have to deal yeah. with it? Right. Let me fix that in a minute. Uh, just turn the sound down on your laptop. There's a speaker symbol above the smiley faces. There oh, we go. He's done it. Huzzah! We almost... Uh, um, Made a quantum leap then, like an <laughs> infinite monkey cage of audio wormholes. <sighs> Danger. Quiz Danger, Will Robinson. Stop. Quitter's Day, January the 19th, <laughs> is when most people give up the New Year's resolution. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, On average. It is. There's some research came out. Uh, research, yep. by, <laughs> research by Strava recently found that in 2020, Sunday 19th of January is the day when most people give up their resolutions. Based on calculations by Recipe Box Delivery Service, HelloFresh. Surprised they don't sponsor us. HelloFresh. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a podcast. Blue Apron. <laughs> sponsoring company. 40% of New Year's resolutions have already failed by this point, despite our best intentions. Oh, dearie, dearie me. Yeah. Do you know what the most popular New Year's resolutions are? Chocolate, beer, uh, exercise. Gym. Exercise, Amish Matt, correct, 35.8%. Chocolate. Next, eating balanced meals and more vegetables, 32.5%. Number three, what's number three? Onanism. You won't get it. <laughs> uh, I'm gone. Go on. I don't know. Being more environmentally conscious. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, 24.1%. <laughs> Next on the list is seeing my loved ones more often at 19.4%. I've never thought give of that. give up on that. This is an interesting one, the uh, the fifth one. Cooking more often at home, 17.7%. Where else do you cook? Money in it. Garden. I just <laughs> Barbecue. Park. On the bus to work. <laughs> that means a lot, a lot of people must be eating. Can you not get those uh, rations? Now, yeah. Those rations that you... Like oh, it yeah, warms well, it up. It's got like phosphorus or something in the bag. Not in with the food, but underneath Christ, it. Or I don't know. I'm sure there's something like that. Are there any companies that can source ingredients for you in the right amounts and then just deliver them to your door and you just have to throw it into a pot? You sound like yeah. you blue apron. <laughs> ben. Blue apron. Um, on the topic of eating healthily, have you heard about the anti diet riot fest? No. That is also occurring today in London. 
down there, down there in London. The old ADRF. What's that? The ADRF. Oh yeah, yeah. At first, you'd feel at first twenty twenty. Body positive festival fighting back against diets in January. Rather than being preoccupied with shrinking or sculpting your body, we want to focus on your mental health, creativity, well-being, and experience of pleasure. Whoa, whoa, well-being? Well-being. Wow, that was a Freudian slip. (laughs) And experience of mouth pleasure, I take it to me. This is a better way to start your year. Body justice, pleasure positivity, radical self-love. (laughs) <laughs> I'm in <laughs> yes I'll sign me up <laughs> oh, it's 40 quid a ticket oh no and there's a couple no, of out. hours left of it I'm out <laughs> yeah and uh, I've not heard of this the anti-diet riot fest but so what was that you just go and eat food and stuff celebrate um, your curves I imagine okay we've got some speakers right that's right there's a whole day of workshops talks and classes mm. to combat any January, January pressure to conform to narrow beauty ideals we're putting on a full day of inspiring, challenging, and creative workshops and talks spread across three rooms of Colours Hoxton in Shoreditch. <laughs> Says it all, doesn't it? I can it hear your eyes rolling. Right now, yeah. <laughs> it, will, it will delve deep into the topics Anti-Diet Riot Club are passionate about and the message we have always aimed to spread. It's been going for a f- number of years, this. Have they got double-figure attendance yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the intersections of body positive and feminism, racism and identity, self-care, relationships and creativity, the programme is jam-packed with events to keep you informed and nourished in the new year, regardless of what you weigh, what you eat and what you look like. And then we have a programme, they have various speakers and guests come in. Excuse me. Here's one. Live drawing. So they are. Rubenesque. Yeah. Wasn't it? Oh, happy Quitters Day. Right, yeah. we're, uh, we're following her on Facebook now, so um, there you go. Oh, yeah? Yep. Right. Okay. We've got another follow. How many followers do you have? Your friends. Let's say. Oh, we've got, we've got another friend's request rolling in now. Yeah, yeah, they're all um, catfishes. Actually, no, these are all right. Catfishes, what's that mean, Ben? I think catfish is where someone puts up a photo of someone sexually appealing to engage and extort. Like Dangerous Dan does on Tinder. Dangerous, oh, Dangerous Dan. (coughs) Our Dangerous Dan. Mm. All right, oh, is he a catfisher? I don't know. I don't know. What would you, how would you rate him in attractiveness? Dan? Yeah. I think Dan's a pretty solid eight. Right. Eight? Yeah. Good. I can't remember what he looks like. He's young though, isn't he? Young, hot and He's hard-bodied. <laughs> hard-bodied. Ticks the boxes, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got some corrections. Should we do corrections? Impossible. There's only one. Impossible. Steaming there is right. one. One correction. And uh, we've got Aaron, producer Aaron, to thank again, yet again. Our Stuff most Aaron. He always gives us a correction. Mm. Is uh, our most prolific corrector. Corrector. Uh, I'll put on my Aaron voice. One small correction on this <laughs> week's pod. That is perfect. Matt talks about the Don't in-play ads like for betting companies during football, but they've actually stopped doing them this season, so they don't have in-bet, in-play betting anymore. Apparently, Did you know I'm sure I've seen adverts for it like recently. Are you trying to correct the corrector? No, I'm just saying <laughs> that I, I have no concept of time. Who's that? There? Who's what? Where? That person there. This one? No, the one above. Keep going. Keep going. 
That one. No. That one. Yeah. I don't know. My wife knows someone called that. Can't they? Well, lives lives around here, and uh, with three mutual friends. Probably is. I don't think it's uh, It's got the same name. One looks right. So uh, Amish Ben is is scanning our. Facebook friend request. I'm just yeah, just you know doing some work. Why. This is the type of job we do during the week when uh, we're not broadcasting right. live. Oh, right. That's what I wanted to see. That's why I wanted the warning. Oh, that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. That's the stop box, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm. All right. Good. I'm satisfied. Okay. Ben, tell me about Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. <laughs> so uh, it's been immortalized in a candle form, sold out on eBay, unfortunately. Internal um, or external? Uh, the candle. Yeah. It's for your house. No, uh, you said a model of yeah. your vagina. Oh, no, it's not a model. It's been immortalized. The the, the uh, aroma. Scent? The scent has been immortalized in a candle. Scent of a woman. But like raw meat? <laughs> like a vagina, yeah. What does, it, what does a vagina smell like for you, Ben? <laughs> right, right now. <laughs> Do you have a vagina? No. What I do have... Well, what I, would you say a vagina smells like? Uh, it's got... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of variables in that question. Absolutely, yeah. Right. At a normal point. There's nothing normal about a vagina. this conversation. <laughs> Making candles. Hang on a minute. You just said... You just said <laughs> yeah, right. You're the one who brought up a topic. Yes, okay. You can buy a candle that smells like Gwyneth a vagina. Paltrow. Well, you can't because it's sold out. Yeah, but Gwyneth. Why is she selling Gwyneth. them on eBay? Does she not have a proper outlet? Maybe it was an eBay. <laughs> she probably has an e-commerce capability. She, she needs to hit it. She does. only tell about Squarespace. Make her own website. <laughs> She's into wellness, isn't she? She is a wellness kind of thing. You know, like clean eating. Um, probably no carbs. I'm probably going to say a vegan, maybe. Yoga. Um, yoga, meditation. And being, you know, happy, that kind of Malibu, lovely lifestyle. Well, I mean, I but can hang on to that. I'm not finished. <laughs> so why does she have to bring out a candle that smells like her fudge? I don't know, but people are lapping it up. And as a result, lapping up. <laughs> as a result, I currently have two tea lights nestled between my ass cheeks for, <laughs> for future sale. So, uh, so listeners. Terry <laughs> <laughs> Hustle candles. <laughs> Is this a marketing gimmick? Is it just a standard candle? It looks like a standard candle. It smells, says this smells like... Can um, you put a picture of this on the uh, Facebook? On the big screen. On the book face. All right. Vagina. I think they're about $60 or something. $75. It's a big... It's a girthy candle, right? It is girthy. This Lee. smells like my vagina. Gwyneth Paltrow. It doesn't really smell like a vagina, does it? I don't know. I think it's just a, a label that says, this smells like my vagina. I know of bread that has been made... With yeast. With yeast isolated from a lady's parts. I also know of a beer that's been uh, brewed with yeast isolated from a... A groin. ...gentleman's <laughs> beard. Ooh. I know. Yeast is yeast, though, isn't it? Yeast is yeast. Great film. Um, so she also has $956 toilet paper or $66 jade vagina eggs. Is that for doing the pelvic floor thing? For the kegels. Oh, is yeah, that where you insert it and then do yeah, squats clench, or something? Clench it or hold it in or something. Like those silvery ball bells. 
What you do when you're not, you know, at the weekends is entirely up to you, man. Your <laughs> silvery ball bells. Ball bells. Pink pussy hats. All kinds of stuff going on. So there you go. Vagina. Is she just proving that she can pretty much sell anything? That, Maybe. Is that the, uh, the kick she gets out of it, or what? What's the... Oh, no, I've, I've clicked on something. What's the motivation? Why is she doing this? Is it... Purely fine, you know. Money and um, because we're talking about it, free advertising. Well, but, yeah, I suppose. Being um, outrageous. Yeah. For a means of generating publicity. I would imagine so, because I don't think the candle smells like a vagina. Is she not sticking up two fingers to the patriarchy? It's probably that as well. That's what that's what she's um, putting at the spin. This. That's how she spins it. Well, this journalist is, isn't she? About yeah. talking about vaginal shame. Yeah. It's, uh, this is an article from The Guardian we're looking at by, uh, I can't see the author's name. Groniad. Awa Madawi. Awa Madawi. So, you know, maybe there is some vaginal, is there a vaginal shame? Maybe it's something that we don't know about. Possibly. Does, when, when I read that book about the, the secret um, junior doctor thing, mm. he said, there's only a couple of things in there, I think, about, you know... Um, about sort of modifying vaginas and one was that a girl had managed to trim her labia is it a labia yep that sometimes women porn stars have trimmed or something mm. so it's, it's just the flaps of the hood vaginoplasty yeah so it sounds so it's a bit uh it looks oh, a labia plastic. what they think is more appealing right and um she's managed to cut one side herself with some scissors. Oh my god! <laughs> gone to hospital because it, it, obviously there's loads of blood that goes mm. to your vagina, um, and she's just bleeding profusely. Come to make it stop, and um, started cutting the other side. Got halfway through it and got to and gone to A and E. Yeah, A and E, and he had to. Shit. I think they finished it off. Well, I suspect they would have to. It's one of them. Yeah. It's like Magnus Magnus, isn't it? Mm. Started, so I'll finish. Mm. So, and then there was something else as well. I can't remember that one. Oh, so. we've got uh, comments here. Jonathan Lawrence. Now, this is a sort of deep intellectual banter I can latch onto. Well, you're welcome. Phil the singer says growler is a property. Now, is that Phil Collins he's referring to? Phil the singer. Do you know any other Phil singers? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's been in here. Yeah, I was thinking of famous ones. <laughs> um, we've got an announcement. We've got a phone line. Oh, we have? Yeah, the phone line is open. Oh, God. You need to type in the comments, Ben. I'm going to type it now. 07942. Uh, 07... <laughs> fucking not. 9... <laughs> 4... 2... 636. 6... 6... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we tested yeah. it. The phone line is open. Oh. You can ring in live, or you can leave us an answer phone message during the week. Yeah, maybe you'd like to um, give us some corrections, or suggest topics, or comments, praise, reviews, smears, hate, hate, hate on us <laughs> live. Yeah, whatever, anything goes. Yep. Uh, we had a big storm this week. Storm Brendan in the UK. Did we? Yeah. Did you not know it is? Yeah, I remember it rained one day. 
It was, it was a bit windy. It was pretty windy. <laughs> it was pretty windy. <laughs> it's pretty windy. <laughs> I was a victim of the storm. Did you bin go over? No. No, I think it was Monday or Tuesday. I was in the back of the van rooting for something. And uh, I was stood up looking in my uh, screw box for something. And I just heard the back door. <laughs> of the house? Of the van. Oh, right, okay. It hit me in the back of the head and then <laughs> oh, pushed shit. my head into the front of the van. Fuck. That's amazing. I, fuck, I had to take a knee. <laughs> I nearly cried. <laughs> oh, I just put my head on my toolbox bad. and went, oh. <laughs> Had you not got it on the uh, the latch thing that kind of holds it open? Yep. And it, oh. it was strong, strong wind. Oh, it's a big sail though, isn't so it? So I wasn't expecting it. No. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, van doors hurt most when you least expect it. I um, do you know sometimes when you can't be arsed open your your garage door properly, you just do it a little bit and you sneak underneath it. And then I did that the other week, and then I walked into the corner of it, but just you know, not like. So it's in your forehead, so it kind of just grazes along the top of your skull, mm. and that was that was quite painful. Do you know what one, one of the worst is <laughs> when you uh, you're emptying the dishwasher? And you oh, open, the cupboard you corner, open the cupboard door above the dishwasher, and then you yeah. go down to pick a plates, plates up, and then whack. Mm. I did that, <laughs> and I got the cupboard door, offending cupboard door, and I fucking slammed it open. Open, slammed it open, yeah. <laughs> And uh, Did it snap off. <laughs> it's the last in a row, okay. so it's oh, wall. Yeah, yeah, so the handle had just smashed two tiles on the wall, two dents where the handles had handle had hit the wall. Was it worth it? Rage. No, no, it wasn't, was it? No, it was a long time ago. And now you just have to look at the two dents to know it's I, your impotent rage. I uh, the white <laughs> tiles, so I filled them with decorator's cork. <laughs> <laughs> Classy moves. <laughs> I would have gone for grout personally. <laughs> yeah, it needs mixing. <laughs> it's already mixed. <laughs> You're probably getting a tube now, can't you? Uh, grout? You I don't know. Grout. Yeah, I put some tiles up last week. Grout in a tube. Um, these were yellow, pink, and blue tiles. What was it? Green grout? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's, the tiles were white just on top uh -huh. of the sink. Right. Did you just put a, one row as a splashback? Just one row. Yeah. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, it's easy, yeah. Was it one big tile? <laughs> no. If, I, if that was an option, I would have taken it. <laughs> you could have got one. You could have got like right, a 600 four, wide. Four square tiles. Right. That's um, a lot of faffing about just for four tiles, isn't it? Dragging everything up and like, you know, you're uh, hunting out your... You, Fucking adhesive spreader. It's four tiles. Yeah. Grout slash adhesive in a tube. Blah, oh, blah, blah, blah. Stick it on. Get the edge in. Cut that down with the, you know, your scissors and a, shit. A junior hacksaw. Well, whatever. <laughs> Blob it on. That's fine. Right. So then, you know, put, put the ones up, back up again that have fallen off as, you, <laughs> as you're fiddling with the sink. So we did the sink as well at the same time. So it's a bit. Yeah. Well, you've got to get a man to do doing, that. Doing big jobs. Wee jobby. <laughs> Wee jobby. Don't know. Oh. I took a radiator off yesterday. Oh, no. In rage. <laughs> yeah, I banged my head. <laughs> yeah. Empty dishwasher. Just pulled the radiator <laughs> off the wall there. And drank the contents. Thanks, in the garage. <laughs> Wandered in. <laughs> Oh, so we're decorating bedroom. Whose bedroom? The main bedroom. Your bedroom? 
Your time. Well, it's been... Uh, when did we get the house? 2007. It would have been early 2008. Yeah, it's 12 years, isn't it? So... It's ready for doing then, isn't it? Got tired of all the spunk stains all over the walls. Gross. <laughs> it's good. I don't, I don't do decorating. I don't do wallpapering. He does the wallpapering. The wife? She? Yep. My wife does the wallpapering. I do some trimming. <laughs> I'm not allowed to do wallpapering anymore. Because of the rage. Because of the rage, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I launched a bathroom cabinet through the back glass in the back door. <laughs> <laughs> there was extenuating circumstances. What was that? What is that? I was noise? That's twice now. I don't know. I think it's your phone. Yeah, it's that. Well, yeah, it's this. Is it? Yeah, it's the bat phone. Is someone not texting us? Yeah, soon he'll be answering it. No, it's it's not. We'll get a phone call. We'll get a phone call, we know it works. <sighs> Go on. What? Go on what? You said you threw, you threw a cabinet through your back door. Oh, I kicked it. Okay. No, we were, de- we were... We got the house, and I was working full-time, like travelling to Middlesbrough and stuff, and then doing tiling and kitchen at nights. And it was several months mm. of that so we're getting to wallpaper in the last room <laughs> and i hated this wallpaper and i was putting it up and i tore a piece and the old bathroom cabinet was sat in the kitchen middle of the kitchen floor and i i chuck the pasting <laughs> brush down or the not the pasting brush the one you used to get the creases out oh, yeah. was that at the floor walked into the kitchen that old unit were there so i just kicked it towards the back door but it smashed the glass in the bottom of the back door. I hate it when you when you have to let go of your rage and it <laughs> makes you even more angry because you fuck something else up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it happened to me. I, I'm pretty good with it now, mm. with rage. But I had an, an episode this week. Oh, did you? Oh, dear. Yeah, Thursday night. What happened? I, uh, I got home from work. When I get home from work, I don't sit down till I sit down to have my tea. So right. I get home, do... Put bins out, bins have to be put out. Empty kitchen bin, do dishwasher, put the dirty stuff in, start the tea. And um, she got home before the kids and uh, wanted to take dog for a walk. So she took dog for a walk. Kids come home and uh, I'm making tea in the kitchen and they were they were fighting. And I went in and said something like, fuck, I didn't swear. I was <laughs> back it in or whatever. Went back into the kitchen. Start fighting, fighting again, hitting. Someone got hit. Oh no! And uh, I was, <laughs> I was a, I was chopping a pepper. Oh no! <laughs> with, a, with a big knife, and uh, on a we have like glass chopping boards. It's like that toughened. Did you go and smash glass. him over the head with the? <laughs> <laughs> I just got the knife and I just oh god! <laughs> I slammed it on the chopping board, and it, it obliterated into a million pieces. Oh no! And like. Our kitchen, where the chopping board is, you've got the threshold between the kitchen and the hallway, then the door into the front room and the door into the back room. And basically there was broken glass in every room of our ground floor. (laughs) (laughs) It had gone everywhere. Oh, Oh, no. no. Is it that kind of glass that shatters into squares? Yep. The toughened glass. Toughened glass, yeah. Mm. I have have a radiator story. Go on. Um, In my mum's... Front bedroom. She had um, the other week had a damp patch, so we decided to take the radiator off. Or the, the plasterer, sorry, asked for me to take the radiator. So yeah, no problem. I can do that. So went turn the valves off. Mm-hmm. Um, 
on both sides, obviously, these are valves that have probably been in situ for 30 to 40 years. One of them not thermostatic? Yeah, one of them is, right. um, allegedly. I never, I've never seen it when you took it off. It's got like a small pin that pushes in when you turn the thermostat up and down and it must be have like a valve inside anyway. So, and then on the other side, I turned that valve off. It's a screw you screwed down. It immediately started leaking, obviously. Leaking black uh, water, carbon water, whatever it is. Carbonized water, would you say? I don't know what's the It's term. not normally black when it first comes out. Yeah, well, I, th I don't know. It was just the first sort of few drips and stuff. I need some inhibitor in the system. Probably. And then, um, so I thought, right, I'll just, you know, go on the other side, turn the thermostat off. Start untightening things. <laughs> this is oh, no, you gotta, quite under pressure, isn't it? Under pressure. Yeah, you, what you do, you go to one side yeah. and then loosen it a bit with your ice cream tub underneath and just let it come out slow. That's what I did. Oh, you said it went psh. Yeah, because it was massively under pressure for some reason. Right, okay. Um, I didn't do it all the way. And In fact, it shouldn't come out straight. It shouldn't come out until you undo your bleed valve. Yeah, so it, it basically, it's because the valves weren't working. Oh, fuck, right. That's why it's under pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so so your isolating valves were fucked. So all the system was trying to drain. Anyway, yeah. I thought, right, okay. If I just do it quickly, <laughs> and then there was no... <laughs> quick plaster again, isn't he? <laughs> patch this up quick. No, it gets worse. So <laughs> the uh, pipes are buried in the wall, mm. and there's absolutely no give on the pipes. There must be about they must it must just fit exactly where it screws on, basically. You know, onto the radiator with the pipes and the valves and all the rest of it. So anyway, I go right, fuck, fuck. So at ten. I think I left the other one down. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Turned the other one down. Left it down, sorry. The one that's leaking. Uh, everything's <laughs> under control. Situation normal. And um, so the bowl's filling up, filling up, filling up. <laughs> Fuck. So I had a bigger bowl, so I poured that bowl into that bowl. And then go back to it. Right, let's get this fucking bolt back on. Would this bolt go back on? It took me about, I would probably say, about 40 minutes. <gasps> <laughs> You're screwing it the wrong way. <laughs> it had just missed thread. Yeah. And I was getting it off and on, off and on, off and on. It would not fucking go back on. So eventually I figured out, what have I done? What have I done? In the medium, in the short, I couldn't figure out where to turn off. So the water stopped coming in. So it didn't, because it kind of automatically fills itself. Stopped out. Yeah. So I had to, so I assume somewhere there's a big, well, in my mum and dad's house, there's a big water tank that fills the heating system. A header tank in somewhere. The yeah. And I went to it, but I couldn't figure out. There was nothing for definite that I could say that that's the pipe that was filling the fucking thing to turn it off. Oh, a red isolated yeah. valve. Yeah. Can you not just pull the ball up, pull the cock up? Well, I could have done that. Then. But then, um, anyway, so I was running backwards and forwards. So I thought, fuck, <sighs> what am I going to want to do? Panicking, emptying into this red thing, putting the red thing down the sink, running back again. And I thought, oh, fuck it. I'm going to turn the water off. So I went and turned the water off. That took fucking ages. It was seized. Fucking <laughs> 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 set of players turning like, <laughs> so turning like quarter of a turn every time. <laughs> then having to run back to the front bedroom, emptying the bowl into the other bowl. And then every sort of five bowls going back and then putting that, at which point the fucking wall's soaking wet, the floor's oh. soaking wet. Oh no. And anyway, so I just went back to it and eventually I thought, oh, what, what did I do? What? So I just, <laughs> gently bent <laughs> the, the copper pipe and I got it back on and threaded back on 
and saved the day. And then I got the plumber around and he drained the whole system. That was the only way to get it off. You could have uh, just... Yeah, did you have pliers? Yeah. You? you could have just crimped the copper know, pipes. But there's not much there. Oh, so. right. So you'd have been leaving the plumber fuck all to sort it out after. Mm. Fucking hell, mine was relatively smooth after yeah. that. Yeah, That's so that me. was... that was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mum's just in the front room with like, no fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just running backwards and forwards. You'll have to cancel plaster and he's going to need four days for fucking wall to dry out. Yeah, so that was good. <laughs> so I won't try that again at my mum's house. Mm. I do it at my house. I do it all the time at my house. I'm always taking radiators off. It's all, it's all brand new though, it's isn't brand it? brand new. Just turn the valves off. Nothing leaks. Just cap it off. Take the radiator off. It's fine. Yep. You know. Well, there you are. Or yeah. more cons. Yeah. What have you been doing today, Ben? Today, well, did you do Thailand today? No, no, that was last week. Today, um, I went to the cinema this morning. Oh, what did you say? Farmageddon with Sean the Sheep. Sean the Sheep. All oh, right. Oh, just it's been out a while, one. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was on mini mornings, so it was £2.50 a ticket. Mm. It's a Nick Park thing, mm. is it? Yeah. Aardvark. Aardvark. Aardman. Yeah. Aardman, that's it. Oh, Aardman, yeah. Yeah, shit, Aardvark. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. It was all right. Is it short? No, 90 minutes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it was all right. I think, I think my my son might have been seeing that with my wife. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. And then uh, we washed um, the missus's car. Oh, that's always Hoovered it out. Selling it. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, just needs doing. <laughs> just those bodies, isn't it? Detritus. I saw a good film last night. Was it Cobra? No. Marriage Story. I've watched this. On Netflix. Did you know, have you not watched, uh, did I not tell you about this? No? I don't. All right. Did you enjoy it then? Four mats, I would give it. Yeah. Four mats, what's yeah. it about? It's about marriage breakup. Yeah. Adam Driver. Parallel laughs. Mm-hmm. I realise how big he is. He's, a, he's ginormous. an ex-marine. Oh no, I meant tall. Yeah, I know. I thought he'd put a bit of timber on. He looks a bit... He's always been a bit wiry, I think. Oh, you mean hench? I mean, hench. Tubby. Tubby, you mean? Uh, yes. Oh, right, okay. I didn't think he looked tebby. Tubby? Tebby? Tebby. Tubby. And uh, Scarlet Bojangles. Mm. Yep. I thought... She let me... She said I could pick what we watched. So you picked a good film to watch? She was crying. She pulled her eyes out. <laughs> a bit close to home. Um... <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> not answering that <laughs> I had it down to that and two popes yeah well I want to watch that as well. I walked in the list. room and she clicked on uh, the Irishman Ooh. oh god it's like four said, hours long fucking hell we can't watch this now well, what time <laughs> was it all night time was it <laughs> like eight o'clock yeah half eleven <laughs> three and a half hours <clears throat> no so she went oh well you decide then okay so it's going to be that of the two popes. <clears throat> I looked at what I did is on Netflix. There was about four films that were in my shortlist, and I looked, I googled them and looked at reviews. Right. I'm glad I did. Yeah, it's a good film, The Marriage Story. Good film. Recommend it. Mm. You should watch it. All right, check it out. It's no lying. It's no lying. So, no. Will I? Will I cry? No. Are you sure? You might. I right. I welled up. Oh, I'll be in, I'll be in floods of tears. You're saying I have no soul. I don't think I, I don't think I cried at that one. Maybe I did. I didn't, but I was close. Mm. 
But I don't know if it was because she was crying next to me. You didn't want to lose face, do you? <laughs> no, I'm wondering if there's maybe it's infectious like yawning. <laughs> All right. Mm, no. You know I think? You're empathetic? <laughs> I remember... Um, yeah, I think you can be, can't you? Uh, <laughs> it's like, trying to make uh, us yawn? <laughs> I wonder if it is infectious. What? Yawning, definitely. Is. There's mass oh. hysteria, isn't there? It's often termed. So you remember, like with the Beatles, right? So teenage girls would go and start screaming and crying. Yeah. So there is an. I, I imagine there is an element of groupthink going on. Yeah, it's like a concentrated well of mm. emotion, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like Princess Diana as well. Yeah. Everybody, you know, cried for that. Except me. Because I was, I, I say this every time, but you know, cancel football, Italia. Did they? Yes. With um, what's he called? Not Ian. James. Gandolfini. Di Franco. <laughs> James. He's called James, wasn't he? Yeah. Do you remember the uh, pink newspapers? <laughs> the yellow newspapers. He used to in have Italy. on his table was he had his espresso. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Looking at Ben going, no, I was no. reading Star Wars books. You never watched Golazio? No. No. It was Ace. They had a Saturday morning program, and then <coughs> they had a, an, af an afternoon match on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon. No, no, nope. football Italian. Star Wars books. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's a trap. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Yeah. Oh. You, you missed Gabby Gol in his prime. Wow. For Fiorentina, Gabriel Battistuta. Yeah, and they had uh, Rui, favorite player. They had Rui Costa. Yeah. Um, that was it. That? <laughs> Two aside, it's like Milan. It was Milan, wasn't it? Really, mm. at that time, Inter. Um, Juve. I always remember sometimes uh, Sampdoria were good. Well, they won the league in the early nineties. Yeah, uh, they had Baggio, didn't they? I think for a while. Yeah. Fucking hell! When he missed that penalty in America. I know. Yeah. Ninety-four World Cup. Can't believe that. That's when he was at like his peak. Mm, peak hair as well, wasn't he? Oh, that was the rat tail, wasn't it? Yeah, you don't hear about Roberto Baggio anymore, though, do you? What does he do now? Baggio? Yeah, sleep Fucking... on his money. Yeah. <laughs> what would you be doing? Um, well, Paolo Maldini, he, he tried to play turn pro, um, pro tennis. What a beautiful man. Do you think he's beautiful? I Paolo think he's a bit Maldini? Odd, a bit odd looking. No, I think, yeah, 1990 Paolo Maldini. It's like the equivalent of uh, Ryan Gosling today i would say he's the big heartthrob now is it no tom hardy tom hardy's probably number one isn't he but i don't know yeah one probably. heartbeat 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 heartthrob, heartthrob. um yeah. no oh go on who would you say um you don't know no i don't you're right it's not tom hardy though is it the other one tom holland the yeah, younger girls tom like holland. him spider-man oh right oh i'm thinking of tom Hiddleston. All oh, right, um, no, not him. Tom, who's, who's he's the new Spider-Man. Is he called Tom Holland? Tom mm. Holland, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the new Spider-Man. Right. Well, let us know, ladies. Mm. Ladies <laughs> droppers. Who's your number one heartthrob? Oh, uh, I'll tell you who will be up there. Two baldies. Statham. Vin Diesel Brent and Jason. Jason. <laughs> 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 Don't talk, just kiss. <laughs> Let your tongue fool <laughs> around. <laughs> True or false? Ooh. True or false? My first single. <laughs> judgment day and tip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the wrong fucking board. Grab <laughs> a stick and twist it. 
fuck? Like a judgment day and terminating <laughs> mode like. <laughs> no, the two baldies will be Jason Statham and Vin Diesel. Not Vin Diesel. Yes. No. A lot no, of, the, lot the of women like Vin Diesel. Uh, ooh, I want to put him in a heartthrob category. No. no. Too muscly. I think you can be too muscly as a man when it comes to a pure animal magnetism. Right. Do you not think? Maybe. I think I'm just about that, stri- I- right. I'm just about <laughs> on that tightrope. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a sweet spot. <laughs> Do you not agree? You can be too muscly. Could it be intimidating? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I think it. there is a, a, a line where it stops being attractive and becomes intimidating for a female. Intimidating? Yeah. Why don't you just mean unattractive? Because I think they're two different things, unattractive and intimidating. I, I think, think it you'd... just becomes unattractive, personally, rather than intimidating. Right. I think you'd I still... stand to be corrected. <laughs> <You'd still laughs> like the some... man in the orthopedic shoes. <laughs> I stand <You'd> corrected. <laughs> you'd still get some hits, I think, but as you, I think as you got bigger, <laughs> the uh, you'd be skating around the periphery of crazy. Yeah. So... That goes both ways. I think you can be almost too hot as a woman as well. You can That's o- definitely what? intimidating. Do you not think a, a woman is can be too hot and it becomes intimidating? Well, like she's she's burning up with smallpox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, because my wife is too hot. <laughs> oh. And she, and she's intimidating. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Jesus Christ! She's intimidating. She doesn't believe me that yeah, she's terrifying. Really? No. Is it not just you who finds it terrifying? Yeah, but in a sexy way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a whim, a woman can be too a woman can be too hot. <laughs> a wimbo, wimbo, wimbo. <laughs> anyway, can I just ask what? you a question? What yeah. do you call a Frenchman that's wearing flip flops? Dunno. Philippe Philip. <laughs> That's a good one. Where did that come from? Right. I just read it in the Guardian the other day. In the Guardian? That was in the Guardian? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Someone's into Christ. You. Compels you. How do we, we call a Frenchman holding a load of shoes? Jacques Chirac. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a Frenchman with an eagle on his head? Doug. Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Claude. Claude, yeah. Well, there we go. I think that's all the Frenchman jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to text in with your xenophobic jokes, yeah. please do. Bring it forth. Do you want to hear my um, seven-point plan for World fixing domination. the high street? Oh, fixing the high street. There's eight, eight, eight points. <laughs> Where's this come from? Reddit? No, I woke up with an idea oh. um, and I wrote it down. So... Oh, no. You're going to rip it apart. You are definitely that because, uh, you know, that's what, that's what we're here for. Uh, so, first one, no home deliveries. So, you buy something on Amazon, you can't get it delivered to your home unless it's fucking massive and I haven't decided what the parameters are yet. But if you were to buy, like, a laptop or something, you can't have it delivered to your house. You have to go into town to pick it up from a shop. So, only delivered from a shop. Wait! <laughs> till I finished! <laughs> Well, no, no, we've got to do one at a time. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. Right, all you're going to have then is a ginormous Amazon warehouse on the outskirts of every town. Correct. Yes. So you have that anyway. Well, you know, much. Yeah, so I don't see it helping so so Yeah, no, what no about people who can't go and. Well, I'm trying to sort of make the town centres nice. I don't give a fuck about the suburbs. Well, that's what I'm trying to do now <laughs> by building loads of flats. 
in town, yeah, that's not going to make a town nice, is it? You want well, it nice does, open well, parks and the, shit. The idea is is that you build accommodation there. So you basically what happened was a lot of, especially sort of northern towns that were regenerated in the 70s or whatever, was that they knocked down row upon row upon terraces. Therefore, everybody moved out of the town centres into the suburbs, mm. which then gave rise to out-of-town supermarkets. because Everybody lived in the suburbs anyway, which then right. meant that after... 5 p.m. town was empty. Yep. Um, and therefore, <laughs> it became there was nothing to do there, so it became a ghost town. And then eventually, everyone went to shop on the outskirts. The town started losing trade. Mm. Therefore, you started building more flats in town. Right. Okay. It's nothing to do with you. I'm talking about. Point two. <laughs> Point two. So yes, distribution centres on the edge of towns, but electric <coughs> vans. So electric for, vehicles for moving the the produce from distribution centres to the to the points of sale areas in town, so the shops. Basically. So would you would it be allowed? You know, like they have those Amazon cabinets. Now this is set slightly into the future. Now you would have shops with people as well. So basically, say for example, you bought a, a laptop from Amazon. Yeah. We are you expecting an Amazon on a high street? Basically, pretty much, right. unless you bought it from another shop, because it wouldn't just be Amazon. It kind of goes against their business model. Well, whatever. Um, and then I, I put electric buses down because I think that was involved in it. In so trying to get rid of pollution in town centres. Well, part I mean, of most it. of them are pedestrianised now, aren't they? Well, they are, and this 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 kind of goes hand in hand with that. So electric buses into town for you know exist. We're running out of well, yeah, but. They're going, the buses. Well, they exist now. Far less buses. buses. But yeah, well, lot, most of them are hybrid so now, aren't let's, they? Let's have some more bus services. Yep. Okay. Um, car parks. Hang on a minute. Do you go on the bus to town? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> well, do you, why do you not I'll go on the you, bus? I'll tell you why. Because the there's shit. no fucking bus in town <laughs> from where I live. <laughs> Nonsense. Next question. Uh, so, next point. Car parks outside towns, not in towns. Park no car ride. parks in towns. Park, park and ride. ride on a fucking electric bus. On a, le- well, a big a electric bus. So, listen I- with <laughs> large cargo space. So, like you know, the fucking the coaches. Yeah. Right. Where you got loads of stuff, you can put your your goods you've purchased in, so you're not carrying like medium size. Can we? Um, can, can I modify park and rides? If you like. So that the the tall buildings. Tall multi-story car parks. Yeah, and then you park your car, and then you go up to the top of the multi-story, and there's a zip line into the town centre. If you want, or you could have a subway, an electric-powered. What about one of those subway? tubes that uh, your man that I Tesla's going to do? Yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's set in the near future. This, but if you if you want to go out there, that's, that's he's great. fucking. He's he, boring. Company's doing it. Yeah, boring. Go yeah, on. He's doing it. He's doing it. Point three. Um. So, more. <laughs> More, uh, more food, drink, um, activity, and parks, and like experience places in town. So you still attract, you still want to go to town, but not necessarily to just wander around and not buy anything from the millions of clone shops that are just, that are just selling bullshit you don't need. See, I thought town centres were getting more boutiquey now. Yeah, and that people go. You More know, foodie, definitely. Not the town centres I've been to recently. Oh. <laughs> Our town centres get a bit more kind Preston's of foodie, yeah. isn't it? Well, lots of cafes and stuff are opening, or have been open over the last few years. I've been into town for fucking long. Well, you won't know, will you then? No, I don't know. Well, except for the Guild Hall, unfortunately, that's pretty empty. Mm. Desolate. 
it's that level place still open. Yeah, that's yeah, still yeah. open, but the Guild Hall is closed. The actual venue, mm-hmm. charter yeah. theatre in the, the Guild Hall. That level place is great for kids' parties. Mm. Oh, hang on a minute. It's actually closed, the Guild Hall. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the council so, took charter it. Charter theatre. Is it just a charter theatre that's closed? I think no, oh, no, no, it's both closed. Is it both closed? Yeah. yeah. Fact check. We had all options, options, yeah. (laughs) So fuck you, fact checkers next week. Aaron in particular. Something was right. Fact checker number one. Mm. Uh, Well, because there is (laughs) this is Fakwa. There's a security guard now. Because if you go through the the escalators are never on now in the guild hall. Mm. So when I go to town to take my son to the library, we go to the Harris Library. Um, So we went today. And you know, you, I park in the car in the bus station car park. It's quite nice now, cheap. Spaces are nice, and then there's that link that goes to the guild hall. Yeah. So you walk down there, and it's full of litter and sick, and human <laughs> feces, because mm-hmm. it's not being cleaned anymore. Fag ends. Um, and you go through, and there's security guards in the guild hall because it's all empty basically. Right. It's just Mr. Limbs and the cocktail bar at the end that's open and level. In there, uh, yeah, I want to have a do at the laser quest. Yeah, I want to do the adult assault course as well. Mm. Well, I didn't know that was good. Yeah, so now you started vaping, we could do that again now. What do you mean? What's vaping got to do it? You'll have more breath, won't you? You'll have more breath to do an assault course. Yeah, (laughs) you're saying I couldn't do it now. I'm not saying anything. (laughs) Well, challenge accepted, (laughs) right? Then we'll see. We'll get uh, John Anderson there with the stop clock. Oh. Contender ready! <laughs> Gladiator ready! Is he Russian? <laughs> okay, uh, point six. Limitation on the number of shops that add little or no value to the high street. Oh, how do you determine value? Yeah, how do you define Pound that? shops, all that sort of shit. I don't about, want to see any... I've had lots of good shit out of pound shops. Well, and they're all closed well, no. now. The There's a place for bankrupt. them, and that's going to be in these ghetto shopping centres. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose I am oh, advocating no. gentrification of the town centre a little bit here, which people... Yeah. It is like. being gentrified now. Not one step away from eugenics here. Mm. Still, well, no, because if you want to if you want to shop in a pound shop, you can just... Not, not where, where, where I can see you. <laughs> Filthy urchins, plebs. All right. Well, if you can justify having a pound shop in in a town centre, then fine. But point seven, cheaper rates for shop owners. Yeah, this is the problem, isn't it? Some of that's coming anyway. Tied to Mm. that, a minimum three year tenancy, and then a fine for non trading premises during that time. So if you if you like go bust or whatever, or move out. And it's and it's left empty, as loads of shops are in loads of town centres for fucking ages. Mm-hmm. Then fines for the people who. who it's ran not, that's not that's not the um, fault of the business. It went bust. Sign up for three years. That's your option. If you if you <laughs> Bit of a if you can't manage that's gonna it, put, well, should, that's going to put people, put people off. off. Yeah, because he, good. <laughs> most I think the failure rate. That's the idea. Failure, <laughs> we don't want yeah, shops but, that are going to fail within three years. But then you never. <laughs> that's just nonsense. It's a self-fulfilling. Uh, uh, you're just thing. opening that up to big businesses coming yeah. in who can affect who can afford to take the hit. Mm. It's going to kill all your little boutiquey places that people yeah. like to go to, like Otter's like that, that bookshop on Friargate. In that's just wall to wall books. Hasn't that been, How open, that been since open for dawn of time? Like a hundred years. Mm. Cheaper rates. 
Well, I know when I used to talk, when I used to get my haircut in town, um, she moved from the main strip to like a side street because of business rates. So they were ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. So. yeah. It um, sort of uh, discriminates against certain types of businesses. But the other thing as well is the owners were high running costs and overheads. And was it not as well that um, the the government basically cut the grant or whatever they gave to the council, but then they said, well, you can increase business rates as a way to get some money back. That's what they did with council tax. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think, well, no council... Cut, the, cut central funding, set funding from central governments, and then said, well, you can put council tax up to make a difference. No, because they, they, they did that. They cut funding, and then they, they said they had, we're freezing council tax for a few years, and then recently... They've been allowed to put on two point five percent a year, right, right. but also they've given them more control through the city deal to control business rates and get more money that way. Because right. business rates go to the council, I believe. What if it's free, free rent for a business for a shopping town? Well, see, you're just changing your fucking. No, no, it's just this is additional. This is additional to the manifesto, but like twenty quid for ten minutes parking. <laughs> Unless you got the parking ride that doesn't exist. Mm. <coughs> no, I'm just, I'll stick by those seven points. And, and yeah, I knew I wasn't going to get. Was that uh, the last point? Yeah. Yeah. The last point. So I think you need to go away and work on those a little. Why? Because they're fucking shite. I think they're ready. What's your, what's your seven points? What, for the town centre? Yeah. It's difficult. Oh, well, that's shit, isn't it? <laughs> I think, to be fair, I think, um, Recently, Preston Town Centre has got a lot better than what it was. In what terms? In terms of the shops? I think in terms of things... Vibrancy? Like, yeah, I think in terms of what the the choice of... I'd probably more say, like, um, cafes, restaurants and bars. Some examples, please. I don't know the names of them. So obviously there's Plough, isn't there, which everybody that, goes which on about. Which is a very fancy... I don't think it's very fancy. It's, it's quite nice. expensive to eat there. Well, yeah, because it's got nice food, though, hasn't it? Did it used to be a pound shop? <laughs> no, <laughs> it was a comic <laughs> book shop, wasn't it? No, no, I think it was always the pub, wasn't it? No. It was a comic book shop. It was. It hadn't it was been a closed, pub. closed, I think. It hadn't the comic been, book shop's still there. It moved across the road. Really? It was like a piercing shop, I think. Yeah, Ozone. Yeah, and somewhere else. But anyway... Right. It was it was a gin distillery, wasn't it? And then it was a pub. And I think the last time it was a pub was in the 1800s. Yeah. Years, and it had been a shop after that point, basically. Um, so, yeah, so that's nice. Huh? There's Beer and Wings, where it's called Wings and Beer. Yeah. There's some other places I can't remember. There's, there's that one that we can that used to be um, Duck. You go downstairs, it's just a tiny little under, uh, cellar, and it sells all different kinds of beers. Wine Down. Yes, no. wind down I think well. it's called it's Wind Down, isn't it? Wind Down, yeah, down there, nice. the warehouse yeah, is still okay. I think that's been okay. there for a while, though. Wind Down, yeah, as it's been there a few years. Warehouse is still okay. It's still there, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there you go. Um, would you like me to continue? Maharaja, is that still there? No, it's gone. I think. Um, RVs. I don't know where that is. Refreshment Village. No, I don't know. Maybe Nafia. <laughs> I think that's still there. <laughs> Nafia too. Have they got two now? There's one in Deepdale, yeah. Um, What's that nightclub called outside North End? Oh, Legends. 
was it Legends? Mm, legends. Oh, mm. I got a bus there once from town. Like there was a a bus that took you to this horrendous. <laughs> I went in there once before. I went with my brother-in-law to watch No Offend, and I went in there for a drink with him. It was awful. The Sumners has been knocked down. Yeah. And the garrison. The garrison doesn't <clears throat> is it like not a pub anymore. It's been shut for years. The yeah. garrison. Where yeah. the trees has gone. I know. Nobody, yeah, there's yeah. no, yeah. Well, it's boarded up. Mm. Nobody's taking it on. No. There's literally, there's two pubs left. There's Plungy Hotel. Well, I suppose there's a cattle market as well, isn't there? And then um, the Black Bull. Are people just not drinking? No. It's very expensive now, isn't it? Is it a supermarket sort of stuff? I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? You can buy like 500 cans for three pence <laughs> from a supermarket. Right, oh, okay. That's a shame. I, I thought you had some items anyway. You said you'd what you WhatsApp some items. Oh yeah, well you asked me about yeah. Lawrence Fox. Yeah, watch question time this this week. And uh Lawrence Fox was on who is the brother of Amelia Fox? Lydia. Amelia as well. Lawrence oh, Fox Amelia. is an actor in his own right, Ben. Is he? What's yeah. he been in? Uh mainly Lewis. <laughs> oh Lewis. <laughs> All yeah. right, okay. Have you heard of Lewis? Yeah, most most his mate. Is his is he not his early days, Lewis? Deputy. But it's... I don't, don't know. know. don't know. He's the main character in that. He was married to Billy Piper. <laughs> was he? Was he? Yeah. And his brother-in-law, do you know who his brother-in-law is? So his, his sister's sister Lydia's husband. Dr. Fox. Richard Ayawadi. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. Yeah. There you go. I did some research, how bitches. Inc- how incestuous. So um, Basically, what, um, what happened? Uh, Phil, you might have to elaborate on this because... You'll have paid more attention than I did. But uh, someone in the audience, uh, oh, they were talking about Harry and Meghan, and they were saying how there's there's racism in the press <coughs> and how terrible it is. And someone in the audience was saying, oh, it's it's awful, the press racism that's, that's happening towards um, Meghan Markle. And uh, Lawrence Fox said something like, uh, oh, it's not racist. There's no racism or whatever. We can hear exactly what he said. Well, let's, let's do that. Well, the thing is, the overview is, is that is there was a Twitter storm. Twitter storm. storm because of what what she said to him, and then how he responded back. He's, ha- he's taken a lot of heat on Twitter because of how he responded back to because of her. his appearance on Question Time in right. general. It oh, really? Just that issue. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I thought it was just that issue. Yeah, he's, because he's, because of things he said on Twitter afterwards. No, uh, sorry, on Question Time. Oh, or sort of the heterodoxy Jordan Peterson fanboy white uh, privileged male is yeah. the thing that he's been accused of yeah which he is whip him <laughs> I've got I, I've clipped every he's definitely white and he's definitely privileged and he's definitely male yes I would say now whether that stops him from having an opinion on matters <laughs> I don't know but yeah it shouldn't really should it it's the I whole am, crux of the argument yeah that white privileged males shouldn't have an opinion. <laughs> Basically, yeah. On racism, yeah. 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 Oh, on racism, right, okay. Um, they shouldn't have an opinion on abortion. I don't they think it's that. I, I don't think feminism. They sh- they sh- they're saying that, yeah, well, it shouldn't have an opinion, but... Um, it shouldn't be heard. It shouldn't be, given, it shouldn't be given the same amount of... <laughs> Gravitas. Yeah, or I suppose airtime as um somebody from a less privileged. affluent or privileged background i suppose maybe why i don't know 
How much airtime did the Houses of Parliament get? Oh, they're on channel. <laughs> there was about about 18 months ago, two years ago on Question Time, they were talking about a similar subject, and a young <coughs> lad in the audience, they went to him and he said, um, if, we, if we learn anything from intersectionality, if we're talking about race, white people should be quiet, and if we're talking about w women, men should be quiet. Right. I'll find the clip for next week. Okay. Because it's pretty astounding. Yeah, your 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 opinion is worth less because of the colour of your skin. Right. You should, you know. Anyway, let's get on with oh, it. But I'm going to admit it. This, that doesn't this, this, well, we're going to get good. to it. <laughs> but this comes to the other point that we talked about last week in that at what point do you become not white? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this this the, audience member this was ties in. mixed race. Yeah, you, you was oh, talking still to is mixed race. We only know she's mixed race because it's come out in the press. Uh, I mean, right. she looks sort of like maybe a bit Spanish to me. Okay. It's like Meghan, Mark, Mar Merkel, Markle. <laughs> Meghan Markle. <laughs> Meghan Merkle. I didn't know Markle. she was mixed race until someone told me in a newspaper or a headline or something that popped up mm. on Google. Mm. You know, it's, it's a nonsense. Are we all mixed race if we go back far Of course enough? we are. It depends what you define as a race as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, you can't you can't define race by the colour of someone's skin. Surely that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But are you mixed race if you have an Irish father and a Scottish mother? Race isn't a thing, is it? Oh, it doesn't exist. Now I remember. Yeah. Yes. Yep. There's no such thing as a race. The first question was about Flybe going under the airline and uh, tying into climate change. So here we go. Lawrence, do you think... Helping out a company like Fly, which obviously saves a lot of jobs as well, is com is commensurate with helping resolve the climate crisis. We had David Attenborough talking today about the moment of the climate crisis is now. Um, I think people will probably do what's cheapest, won't they? So it depends whether flying or the train is cheaper. Um, and you know, I, I'd, I'd, I'm not so against flying. Sorry. I mean, obviously, as an actor, you, you have to fly well, the all over the place. Yeah, the carbon footprint's huge, but we, we make up for it by preaching to everyone how they should change their <laughs> True. I've talked about that. That was I? in the first five minutes. Ooh. I thought, yes, this is going to be a good question time for a change. <laughs> Someone who's going to just talk normally. Yeah, no. no and no. answer the questions like what he feels like. Mm. So, yeah, quite funny. Quite a funny start. Mm -hmm. Because we get that at the award ceremonies, don't we? I enjoy that. That was Ricky Gervais-esque, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the famous one was Emma Thompson recently, weren't it? Flying across the world to go to a climate change summit. Mm. And flying first class. Mm. You know. Because, you know, anyway. Um, the second... <laughs> at least you didn't hire a private jet. No. There right. you go. Yeah, thumbs up then. Yeah. You'd probably burn less fuel because it's lighter. The second question was about Megxit. Megxit, right, okay. Megan Markle. Straight in there. There you are. Should the Sussexes profit <laughs> from their royal status? The Sussexes, Harry and Meghan, should they profit from their royal status? Is that what you think they're doing? Or that they may end up doing? I think what they may well end up doing, most likely, let's be honest. Um, we've already seen them trademark the Sussex name. Um, and I think it's highly unlikely that they won't continue to um, carry on this trend. Oh, yeah. What were you going to say? I thought they weren't allowed to trade market in the end. Well, this That's is... 
I don't know, this was Thursday night. So, so it, must, it might have changed since yeah. then. So you probably wouldn't have been, wouldn't been allowed to say it, would she, if it wasn't true on the BBC, would you? No, they think? would have pulled it up. Yeah. It's recorded in an hour at least in advance, question time. Mm. Anyway, onward. Lawrence, what's your view on it all? Exit Royal. Mm. Um, I feel sorry for them, in a way. Um, but I, because it's difficult when you've got a new baby and all of that, and it and it's and it's hard. But I just have this feeling that shouldn't they? Surely Harry must have had a chat to Meghan at some point and said, "By the way, darling, this is going to be misery, and you don't have to marry me if you don't want to." And then well, maybe they did. Yeah, maybe they did. But then you know, and then you want to you want to hop out. It's like, well, you know, can we have the cottage back and your HRHs? I don't. I think it's really unfair because look, we've got the Queen, who is an extremely different ball game, isn't she? You know, she's duty ahead of everything else. And I think you know, when you're younger, you you do want to make a life for your family. So I do empathise with them, but I do think it's there's a little bit of having cake and eating it, which I don't enjoy. Okay. I don't know. They have given up the HRHs, haven't they? Subsequently, after this yeah, was recorded, yeah, but I, I imagine that that was always going to be on the cards, well, and well, also they're going to start paying rent, aren't they? They're paying about two point four million, the, I think, for yeah, the renovations. and yeah, the two point four million. Giving that back, yeah, they're going to pay back, yeah, uh, yeah. That's come out since Friday, so I don't think he's wrong <coughs> in what he said there. A particularly controversial, no, no. Um, the next question was the one you were talking about about the mixed race woman in the audience mm -hmm. where there was an altercation and this is the main thing that he's caught heat for I think she's probably a plant anyway in the audience they're known for this question time for planting people in the audience oh right really yeah anyway let's listen to it and then we can discuss that further did he have a tete a tete um, I won't go that far okay just a tete <laughs> Stuck your hand right up. Uh, the problem we've got with this is that Meghan has agreed to be Harry's wife and then the press have torn her to pieces. And let's, let's be really clear about what this is. Let's call it by its name. It's racism. She's a black woman and she has been it's torn not racism. to pieces. You can't she has been torn to pieces. It's not racism. It absolutely no, it's is. Not. We're the most tolerant, lovely country uh, uh, in Europe. Let's says celebrate our women. Says a white privilege. She's getting it in three times Hello. to make sure he bites. Yeah. Because she's been, you know, she's been put up to this. Charge <laughs> <laughs> racism at everybody. And it's really starting what to get boring. What worries me now. about your comment is you are a white privileged male who has oh, no experience. Oh. I mean, can I just... I can't I, help what I am. I was born like this. It's an immutable so characteristic. So, so to call me a white privileged male is to be racist. You're being racist. You cannot dismiss... Okay, okay. I just, I just... I'm not taking a view either way. I'll just add in that Pretty Patel, the Home Secretary, uh, also took the view that it wasn't racism. I'm not making a, a judgment on that either way. The woman in the red... So that's where the white male privilege thing came up. So it is w what he's saying back. If she's judging him, prejudging him on the fact, the basis that he's white, privileged, and male, yeah. surely that's racist. Is yeah, on the colour yes. of your skin. Yeah. The thing is, we're it's racist, sexist, and <laughs> classist. We're looking at the definition of racism from when we were brought up. Right. It's like the MLK thing, isn't it? 
judge a man not by the colour of his skin, but by the content of his character. Well, that's what he's tweeted, hasn't he? I've seen that. The definition of, of racism is changing. Really? Yeah. Because we're, we're, because, is it because a white male is seen as the norm? It's the power dynamic. Right. Prejudice plus, plus power. Okay. There are people, particularly in the, in the States, who say that white people, uh, sorry, black people cannot be racist. It's impossible for a black person to be racist. Well, I know, I know some black people are racist. <laughs> well, they would say it's impossible because it's the power. They're, no. they're not the, the ethnicity or the sector that's in power. Yeah, well, that's, that's nonsense. Yeah, I agree, yeah. But yeah, that's what he caught the most heat for. Now, the reason I say she's a plant, <laughs> the woman in the audience, um, I'll just have to find this news story. Um, they found the woman and she was interviewed in a newspaper. Um, What's her name? I've got the article here. Um, it turns out she's a lecturer. Yeah. At Edge Hill. Edge Hill? Yeah. Um, she's received a barrage of abuse <laughs> since the show. And mm. what's the thing she's teaching? It's It's basically... Oh, as the panel discussed the media coverage of the Duchess, Boyle said, let's be clear, this is racism. She's a black woman. She's been torn to pieces right. So that's just the quote. She's um, a researcher, I think. Yeah, I can't fucking find it now. God. Um, Boyle comes well, from one of the oldest Rachel black families Bo in Liverpool. Don't know what the relevance of that is. Uh, yeah, but it's all about microaggressions and things. This work isn't easy. Being a black academic researching race and ethnicity isn't easy. I mean, she doesn't look black, does she? Mm. I thought she was sort of Spanish. <laughs> anyway, that was that was what you got into trouble with. Um, and then the next clip, he talks about people. Uh, the word of racism or the accusation of racism being thrown about these days. So this is clip Laurel, clip three. Did you want to come back in for a good Yeah, I, just, I, I think that it's one of the dangerous things about throwing racism around in this country, which we're doing a lot at the moment, is people become so conscious of it that things like the Manchester uh, grooming scandal get ignored. So that, you know, we need to be careful that we need to call out racism when it's seen, when it's obvious and when it's there. And we should stand together to condemn it. But for fear of sounding racist, there's been a horrific things have happened in Manchester and in towns all over the north of England. And we should be careful and use racism when, when it's there and it's obvious and not a, a call someone racist just because they don't agree with you. Yeah. What was the thing in Manchester? <coughs> It's these sort of cover-ups or lack of action by police for over grooming gangs. Oh, right, okay. Is this, oh, this is the thing in Rochdale. Rochdale? Well, it's happening all over the north. It's right. constantly turning up. Mm. Hull was one, wasn't so it? So is, it, is this, this thing of fear of being called racist? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because the perpetrators were South Asian. Mainly Pakistani origin. Right. Overwhelmingly, it seems. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, there, there's been investigations into it and inquiries and things. It seems that that was part of the reason they didn't act in some circumstance, some situations, that they were for fear of um, 
damaging race relations or social cohesion or something or other. Mm-hmm. So I think he's right to highlight that. Yeah. Um, the next question was, it was in Liverpool, Thursday's episode. Okay. What can Liverpool expect <coughs> from a Tory government? <laughs> and here is Laurel. Let you know. What, what's your view on this, Lawrence? Uh, so what I to expect from a, well, a the trains, which are, are certainly on news. I've, I've talked many on many six o'clock and ten o'clock newses about the state of of the railways, but also in terms of what what Liverpool, what what the North can expect from a Conservative government. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a politician, but I don't um, at all uh, resonate with what he said about Liverpudlians being victims. I worked here a couple of times, and it's it, like most cities in the North. The, so much nicer received by the much nicer people than you will ever bump into in London, ever. <laughs> Alan? What a twat. Why? Oh, right, because he said he's... Yeah. Doesn't sound like a monster. No. Um, the next question was, who should be the next leader of the Labour Party? Mm-hmm. Because we have a leadership campaign going, mm-hmm. stuff starting to fire up. And um, there was Shami Chakrabarty, Baroness Chakrabarty, was there for Labour. Right. There was a, a youngish female MP, Conservative. I think she's maybe culture minister, a sports minister or something. Good. She was on there. There was a guy from the SNP there and a journalist there. And none of those four gave the name of an MP a leadership candidate. Mm-hmm. The question is, should, who should be the leader, of, next leader of the Labour Party? And none of the politicians or the journalists actually gave a name, answered the question directly. So up steps Loro. Uh, Lawrence. Um, Which Labour candidate, if any, do you believe can reconnect with lost voters in the North? Who should replace Magic Grandpa? Um, <laughs> that's original, that's original. Keir Starmer gets your vote, would he? And what, why Kian? He just looks like he can take Boris on quite well. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's what I get by. You don't think any of the four women would be... Oh, it's not about <laughs> women. Jeepers, creepers. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, I just was interested let me, in let your Let me rewind. Of any yeah. of the women. <laughs> <laughs> Is that better? Any woman. Because it's really important what gender you are or sex you are rather than what your policies are and what, how you approach politics. Come on. I think, though, what, what Shami said, that is also part of the problem that's going on what, in the Labour Party. That that so many that of the candidates have made reference to their identity. Yawn. So, yeah. So, he's <laughs> asked who should be the leader of the Labour Party. Mm, he yeah. says Keir Starmer. Mm-hmm. Shami Chakrabarty's immediate response is, what about any of the four women? Mm. What's going on in her head? Well, she's immediately taking a dislike to him because he's... Not right. a... Uh, because he's white. A white privileged man. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like she does, doesn't it? The implication of her question is that he doesn't think that a woman can do the job and exactly, he thinks yeah. a male should do it. Yeah. I mean, that's outrageous, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, but it wouldn't ever be termed that way, would it? It wouldn't be framed that way in the media, would you not say? So I've not heard of that. Nobody, no newspapers pulled her up on the fact that she's done that to him. No. What's come out is this the other side about the the race thing. Yeah, I think he handled it well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree. You know, it's just funny how she jumped on him in that way. Why? Why? Why 
Why not any of the four women? And he, he made his point well. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter, should it? It should no. be you do what you think's best fit job. She was mm. playing to the audience who were already baying yeah. for blood. Easy hit for a politician. Mm. That's their job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last question. Last one. It was about the NHS. <coughs> it, was, it was something to do with should the NHS have targets because it's recently failed. Every target. <laughs> Every target. There's a specific target about see, seeing people in A&E within four hours. And I think it was 85%, which is, like, really low. Yeah, it's which, I think the, it's supposed to be 95%, isn't it, within four hours? Right. I'd be happy with 85% of your test, though. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be if you, like, had a light bulb shoved up your ass, though. <laughs> no. And you had to wait four hours. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> it pulled out. So, A&E. <laughs> um... As somebody very close to me has just been in the, on the E end of A&E and they were in straight away and were treated in absolutely wonderfully. I mean, so I just am so grateful for the National Health Service. But, uh, you know, if someone in the A end of it, the accident part of it... Well, an accident can be an emergency. It can be. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, yeah, keep targets. Why not? But I think the NHS, when you really need them, is incredible. You want to come back in? What a twat. <laughs> Terrible. White male privilege. Yeah. I think the, the other issue as well, when again, going back to that book I read recently, is that um, if you go and you pay for private healthcare and you say if you go in for an operation, say you pay privately to have a heart bypass mm-hmm. and it turns into an emergency mm-hmm. and it's something that's other than planned you'll be transferred from the private hospital to an emergency suite at an NHS hospital because they're, they're not set up for emergencies, essentially. Right, yeah, because it's, it's all elective stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Really? So, well, what he, he basically, he, this guy, he's called Adam Kay. His, his book's called um, This Is Gonna Hurt, I think. This Is Going To Hurt. Um, he was an obstetrician gynecologist. Brats and twats. OBGYN? Yeah. <laughs> Brats and twats, he termed it. Right. So um, he also said that basically when people pay to have a birth privately, it's like the same. So if it turns, you know, if it's not... Goes south. Yeah. You've got to get ambulance. You have to go be transferred by ambulance. Right. And it obviously increases the risk. They really push for you to have your birth at home now. Yeah, he, yeah I don't think he was up for that. The OBGYN? The guy, yeah, who wrote the book. Uh, yeah. For well, same I mean, reasons, because you have to be transferred to hospital. Yeah, I'm presumed you... Did you have this conversation with the wife at either time? I, it wasn't pushed. They, they just said, would you... I don't th- even think they mentioned it. I think she said, I have thought about it. He said, yeah, you can do that, but, you know... Obviously, you don't have access to all this kind of stuff if you have a home birth. They didn't push it anyway when we... I, thought, I felt it was. Really? I thought it was pushed, yeah. Okay. Maybe that's because she was all right in her first birth, was she not? Mm. Then, you know, it was no, it was a rapid delivery. Oh no. It's cold. Third yeah, degree. Literally. Third degree tear. <coughs> no, it wasn't. Christ. No, that was the second one. Oh no. <laughs> no, I think we got to the hospital at three and it was born at six. Right. It was what called a rapid delivery. Yeah, he needed some help at the end. Because he was going in and back out again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So they had to get the sucker on the head. Did he have a cone head? Yes. Yeah, it deforms the skull slightly. Mm. For, but it goes away. Once it's knitted together, it's... It doesn't still have a you, cone. You head. just don't see it anymore, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Pass him on the head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking sharp. <laughs> Cut myself. <laughs> well, you'd want him in your rugby team, though. Ooh, fucking God. spear the opponent. Little butt plug. Uh, have we finished with OBGYNs? So I've got so. something else. Oh, right, go on then. Uh, PMQs is back because Parliament is sitting again. Boris, oh, yeah, it's Boris's third one. <laughs> <laughs> Boris, Corbyn's just phoning it in now. Oh god, he's yeah. just phoning it in. Around. <laughs> he's the leader. Yeah. Did you see the when he formed when they formed the government and they walked from Parliament House of uh, what's it called House of Commons to House of Lords, and Boris was trying to get his attention to talk to oh, him, yeah, chat to him. Magic grandpa. Yeah, magic yeah. grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> and he just was having none of it and kept blanking him. For the entire walk, <laughs> like for like ten minutes, oh, no. the walk from one house to the other. Shit. It was it was yeah a bit kind of. Mm. Well, he's definitely phoning it in now mm. because his days are numbered. But uh, Ian Blackford, are you familiar with Ian Blackford? Uh, the name rings a bell. Like to he's refresh the, my memory. He's the leader of the SNPs at Westminster. All oh, right, yeah. So she's Nicola Sturgeon's right hand man. He is. <laughs> he is. I believe. And he coined a new phrase in PMQs. See if you can spot it. Ian Blackford. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. And can I congratulate all the parties in Northern Ireland for reformulating the Northern Ireland Executive? Yeah. Mr. Speaker. They have to say that because Stormont's got, got back together. Every fucking person who stood up for a question. Oh, we have to congratulate uh, the people at Stormont for fucking basically going and doing the job for the first time in three and a half years. Well, haven't they also been bribed again? Have they? <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Again. Yes. They've been given another billion, haven't they? Excellent. Yeah, yeah go and job. sort your, old, your little shit out. You know, here's another billion. I'll do it. Anyway, we digest. Onward. <laughs> the Prime Minister sent a letter to the First Minister of Scotland yeah. rejecting the democratic right of the people of Scotland to have a choice over their own future. Mr Speaker, this was not a surprise. The Prime Minister is a democracy denier. Democracy denier. Tim. You can only go so far with democracy. I thought you were going to say the term he coined was congratulations. <laughs> yes, so did I. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> is that it? Uh, yeah, Definitely. democracy denier. I thought that was a nice one. I've not heard that one before. Maybe they should have a referendum for a referendum. I suppose that's that's a thing. <laughs> I think they should. They've just fought this <laughs> battle of trying to prevent a second referendum for mm. Brexit. So they're saying, well, that's not what the people want. Fair enough. He's got the mandate now and all that jazz. But... He could argue that this is the same sort of thing. He's he's not going in for a second referendum and then a third and then a fourth and whatever. And we'll keep trying till exactly yeah. till you vote in the right way. Or mm. it's, it's, oh. that's not how democracy should work. No, in should, my opinion. Yeah, well, he, Boris addresses this. Oh, I've got one. Uh, well, I think it might be the next one. Well, go on. No, I was just going to say their their argument is that it, the playing field's changed. Situation has changed. In that Brexit has been voted for and it's happening, mm. allegedly. It's all time, isn't it? And um, Scotland voted, if you take just Scottish votes, they voted to remain. 
as a country. Mm. So it's whether you, you know, but the issue is, is you've got to decide then whether the referendum to be a, 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 their own kind of uh, country um, supersedes that uh, referendum for <laughs> Brexit or vice versa. Well, the, the Brexit one that? happened after. Yeah, so. And Cameron's main pitch was to the people of Scotland was um, a vote to re remain. Yeah. So a vote to remain was the safest way to protect the union. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Ian Blackford, clip two. The Prime Minister is a democracy denier. It's a continuation. <laughs> Can I say to the Prime Minister, as his colleagues privately admit, this position is undemocratic, unacceptable and completely unsustainable. The Prime Minister has shown utter contempt for Scottish democracy, for Scotland's Parliament and for Scotland's people. Does the Prime Minister accept that by ignoring Scotland, imposing Brexit with his pursuance of cruel and punishing policies, that he's strengthening the case for Scottish independence? No comment. Just waffling, waffling on, isn't he? Well, let's hear the response then from Bojo the Clown. <laughs> it was not only the right honourable gentleman uh, who leads the SNP in this house, it was also Alex Salmond and his protege, Nicola Sturgeon, who said at the time of the referendum that it was a once-in-a-generation event. He said it, they said it, they were right then. Why have they changed their mind? He is the denier. He is the denier of democracy. Yeah. So he's saying what you were saying, Ben. Mm. The fact that mm. you know they had this—it's not something you don't have an independence referendum every five years because businesses and things need stability and long-term planning. Yes. You know, so yeah, he, he raises the point that Nicola Sturgeon and Alex Salmond mm. et al. Mm. were saying this is our chance. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance. Mm -hmm. uh, we won't, we, we, you won't get another vote. Mm. You need to make your vote today because mm -hmm. it counts today, and we won't have another vote for twenty-five years. Mm. And now he's pushing for a second one. So but you're both right, I think. That's was my point as well. Out. Is that um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorting it out. <coughs> yeah. Um, that you can't you can't keep doing it. You'd have to wait like a generation. Kind yeah, of thing. it's too big a, of a decision to be done regularly on, on a whim. Once a year on a whim, isn't it? But then you could say when you voted out. The Remainers could start campaigning to say, "Hang on a minute, let's uh, you know, we don't we're not really liking our new deal with, with with the European Union. They're not doing giving us the right kind of tariffs and things like that as a sovereign country. Um, so um, let's have a, a a vote to get back into the UK, like regional referendums. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cheese. When do you stop? A lot of people feel that we we will leave." And then after five years, we'll realise how shit it is and have another referendum to go back in. <laughs> I Either that will happen or or it will be good. Yeah. Well, we it'll just, it'll just, just be the same. It'll just be the same, yeah. It'll just be the yeah, same. It won't make any difference. Anyway, next, Ian Blackford goes down a fucking conspiracy rabbit hole. Ooh. Speaker, the Prime Minister's party, the Conservative Party, signed up to the Smith Commission yeah. that recognised the right of the people of Scotland yeah. to determine their own future. Yeah. That's the reality. The Prime Minister yeah. lives in a fantasy land. 
But people across Scotland know the reality of this Prime Minister's broken Brexit Britain. The truth is, the only union that the Prime Minister is truly interested in is his union with Donald Trump. A partnership that threatens to sell off our precious National Health Service. Mr Speaker, only yesterday the Prime Minister called for the replacement of the Iran nuclear deal with, as he put it, a Trump agreement. The public deserves the truth. What backroom deals are being done with Donald Trump? Why is the Prime Minister putting our NHS at risk? Repeatedly during the election campaign, the Prime Minister promised time and time again the NHS... It's the longest question in history of this, yeah. isn't it? The NHS is not for sale. Mr Speaker, will the Prime Minister now commit to supporting the Scottish National Party's proposal for an NHS protection bill? Without that commitment, what price will this Prime Minister make us pay for his toxic Trump deal? That's like a two-minute question, that. So he thinks the deal's been done between Bojo and uh, Orange Man. (laughs) Some backroom deal. Do you think? 51st state. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is how all deals happen. Like, Mm. you know, you kind of just say, yeah, well, we can discuss that. We can discuss that. Let's just batter out the... uh, Finer details. Now, I want to just sort of enlighten people, but unfortunately, parts of the NHS are already privatised. Yeah. Virgin. Virgin Healthcare, uh, for example, run quite a lot of health visitors now. Right. And lots of other things as well. I'm pretty sure there's private GP practices and things like that. Mm-hmm. What's been the uh, outcome? Has anyone noticed? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Well, nobody's <laughs> kicking off about Virgin running loads of stuff, are they? Or are they? Am I missing it? No, it's it's just that the NHS is a big ticket item. People can get their heads around the NHS being a national health service, but show and show the you know common man any detail, and when we're just not interested. Are you saying that the plebs are uh, <laughs> insufficiently brained? The plebs are barners. Yeah, yeah. Hope lies in the bourgeoisie. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Is it just you know? More meat for the grinder. No, I just don't think. Um, I don't think people understand. No, no, and uh, probably a lot of this. Well, I don't remember these deals being, you know, us being informed about these little bits of privatisation in the NHS. It's just happened, and like you say, what's the, has anyone noticed? Well, didn't it start with just like cleaners and things like that? So they well, would outsource janitors and possibly. I mean, well, the other thing as well is yeah. Um, like Mighty and all those kinds of companies will run that kind of services and things, won't they? But also, um, I assume what happens, I don't know if this is what happened with like health visitors, but G- GP consortiums, when they were given the power, rather than NHS, I can't remember what they used to be called, NHS something or others. Trust. I don't know if it's the trust, it's something else. Um, Commissioning. It's kind of things like that. Like so that. it's like the, you tend Quangos. to the GPs, yeah, <laughs> GPs practices now consortia that mm. sort of have a budget like a council of elders <laughs> yeah and they kind of decide what the Jedi council from what too com- young too young to start the training what comes into their practice to what kind of services that they need to spend the money on essentially that kind of makes sense in a, in a way if you're if you're in a town full of of really fat people you're gonna spend money on well it's the the, the ethos is to have decision making done locally and that's where the postcode lottery comes from yeah unfortunately and then the other thing as well from that is that because it's done like that, they put out a tender. 
So if a private business says, well, yeah, we can do that cheaper. But the Amazon. other side, the other side of it is as well, is I've, I've worked with Amazon to get a knee replacement. I've worked for a charity within the NHS. Can't have it delivered to you. You worked for a charity. Yeah, so I work for a commissioned organisation within the NHS. So I work for a charity called um, Mental Health Matters, basically. Right. And they, um, obviously not for profit, so it's a little bit different, I suppose, than Virgin. What do you yeah, do with all the money have, they're making? They'll have shareholders. Pardon? What do you do with all the money you make if you're in a not-for-profit <laughs> organisation? It's reinvested. So you basically just spend the money that you're given. So they say, you can run it for this, and then you come back with a thing. Spend it on moon pies and penny lessons. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the council does. <laughs> yeah. That's why when you get to the end of the financial year, all roll work start getting dug up. Yeah, We've got to spend the budget, otherwise we won't get it next year. Yeah. Fill this pothole with diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> and then make another pothole <laughs> yeah. and fill that with diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> They used to say that about how do you know if it's a council job? Because there's one guy doing it and two guys watching. Yeah. You know, it's always been the same. It's inefficient. <laughs> That's what the bottom line is, isn't it? I don't think, um, I think I think they've probably been pretty much cut to the bone now. Personally. Oh, good. Cut the fat off. Yeah. Get but it more efficient. Well, did you not <laughs> Did you not, well, you probably don't know, but it doesn't affect you in your working, but... There is quite an issue with social care at the moment, I would say. Well, this is what's putting the pressure on A&E. And putting the pressure on hospitals. Yeah, in general, and yeah, on the health, yeah. And I have seen it as well. So, you know, yeah. It's I, moving the problem, isn't it? They I, take money out of social care and it puts mon puts strain yeah. on the NHS. So the other thing as well is that they keep saying that they've, they've... In fact, I'm pretty sure they've had a white paper or a green paper. I can't remember which one's first. I think it's a green paper first on social care and they keep um sort of fannying out of going making a decision about it fannying like, out yeah about is that it. a northern thing yeah Funny, do you mean fanning out or not being brave enough to, to go through with the decision basically right we're back to going with the paltrow's uh, fanny candle yeah. yeah fanny smell so um <laughs> that's a fanny smell yeah <laughs> So yeah, so there's lots of papers. My favourite of of the solutions to it is a, I think it was a tax, like ten pound a month or something. It would be, for what you would pay, that specifically goes like like your national insurance allegedly ring goes fence. ring fence, yeah, yeah, like national insurances, yeah, to social to a social care fund, <laughs> which then insures you for in your old age that you would. Get. Can we just move this wedge? I'll take the thin end, uh, <laughs> and you yes. take the thick end. Mm. So that that's the thing. That was, I think, basically, ultimately, people are going to have to pay more tax. A lot of policies are brought brought with good intentions, mm. and they often have negative consequences. And yeah, like a, a ring fenced social care fund. I think you have to find another mechanism for generating that money. Is there any money that that they say has been ring fenced ever that yeah, has remained on ring top fenced? of my kitchen cabinet? Yeah, <laughs> that's well, ring fenced. Yeah. yeah. It's whole day spending money. No. Well, I, I don't think... <laughs> is it whereabouts? <laughs> <laughs> Just above where the two two towels are smashed. <laughs> Just above there. Is that where the money is or where you're going on holiday? 
Yeah, do you not think? Uh, yeah, policies have unintended consequences. Well, how, how, how else would you cure social care? That's I'm saying you've got to get the money from somewhere. It needs more money. Yeah, so where do you, where would you get the money from? What would you cut now? Can we define social cut. care first? What would you get it from then? What would you take the money from then? Sorry. Tax. So you would tax more? Yeah, the what? rich. Oh, right, okay. So what, Could you do that? How do you, how do you define someone as rich? Oh, well, if we're talking income tax, mm. i just put it on anyone over 100000 a year. Okay. In tax, tax yeah. bill of a hundred thousand. No, a couple of p on the pound. So is even maybe. that? Is that a, that's an idea. I remember there was one on there was one on Question Time recently. who earned eighty thousand a year. <laughs> I know that guy. You knew him, yeah. and he said he was shouting. I don't know if he was shouting, but he was getting upset because he was saying, "How dare you say I'm in the top five percent?" And as it turns out, when he looked at it, it was I can't remember if it was a top ten percent or top five percent. But anyway, they quoted a figure at him, and then they did an analysis fact check of it. Subsequently on the BBC, and he actually was in the top five percent of earners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at eighty thousand basically. Yeah, he I said there's no it. way that I'm not rich. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. He couldn't believe it. No. It's all relative. That's why. Yeah. You know, we're, we're us three are probably the tax, in the and so. the richest one percent in the world. Well, yeah, probably. Or the richest ten percent. Mm-hmm. I've just done a thing actually. While you were t- while we were talking earlier, oh, are you are you a white male? Are you a white privileged male? Right. It came out as I am ninety. I mean, the 96th percentile of, of white privilege or whatever. And you move all these sliders, it's probably bullshit. Right. Uh, but you move, you, know, you move the slider to the left if you, if you identify as white. Did you not play the Jew card? There's a Jew slider. <laughs> That's a really a Jew yeah. slider. There's a Jew oh slider. God. As far as I know, I'm not Jewish, so I went all the way to the left and got seven, you know. So are Jews, so are Jews considered it's privileged or unprivileged? Uh, it depends where you are. Exactly, that's what I mean. Depends where you are. Um, I think in America, mm-hmm. the highest earning ethnic ethnic groups are um, Jewish people and Asian people. This is the other thing as well. Then, isn't that because there's less Jewish people? Or are we talking about averages there? Average earnings. But surely, the, oh, I don't know. There'll be a lot more. White people that earn more, and a lot more white it, people that earn less because there's more of them. In the you can UK, make statistics say whatever. Exactly, you want that's what I mean. So. Uh, trust them. In the UK, <laughs> it's uh, Indian lizards. Indian, <laughs> lizards did it. Indian people and Jewish people, right? Okay. In the highest percentile. Mm. I don't know. Well, this is why they have. This is why they brought in positive discrimination in some of the uh, West Coast unis in America. Mm-hmm. So you know, you have to have like a certain SAT score. Mm-hmm. So they have positive discrimination for black kids. Mm-hmm. They can get in with a lower score. And then they have um, positive discrimination against, <laughs> against Asian kids. I think you have heard they have to that, get a higher you? score. Yeah. So if you're Korean, Japanese, Chinese, you've got to ha- get a higher score than a white kid. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's just fucking bonkers, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm. It should be on merit. That's more... That says more about the Western education system being shitter than well, no, because these are American, uh, Asian education, Chinese American kids, aren't they? Yeah. All right, so it's all in it. Oh, they've all come through the American school. <coughs> through, yeah, the, yeah. The the Chinese counting system, the way it's organised, has advantages over our European system. The way the language works, which is why Asian kids are better at maths. The counting system 
I read a book. I think it's a Malcolm Gladwell book. It's the one where you do lines, it. isn't it? Count, count the crosses. They count, like in, they count in a different way to mm. us. But isn't it also, as well, a cultural thing? The emphasis on work and what your parents expect and all the rest of it and pressure. Uh, you know, if your parents or grandparents were in the rice paddies, mm. if you didn't work hard, you died. <laughs> so, yeah, that is instilled in the following <laughs> generations, that work ethic. I don't yeah. think that's... I don't think I'm being unfair in saying that. No. It was a, it was a necessity. Yeah. Lauren, I'm foxing you. You are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that's right. Work ethic has to play a part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What doesn't play a part is the fucking colour of your skin. Correct. It's completely irrelevant. That's why I don't, that's why I don't like about it. Mm. Separating people. Mm-hmm. We have to constantly look through this prism of race. And it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It is. Sort it out, for fuck's <laughs> sake. Can't someone sort it out? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Impossible. We didn't even get Boris's response <laughs> to the last question. It's probably irrelevant now. Yeah. Should we go now? Yeah, we're going to play Destiny, okay. I think. Yeah, let's go. Oh, yeah. Hi, Eamon. Hey, Eamon. You should be in bed, Eamon. Everyone, yeah. Gotta get Eamon. Jesus, no, you're going to up in like three hours. <laughs> Gosh. Maybe we're putting him to sleep. Oh, yeah. Right. Goodbye, Eamon. Just on. you relax. <laughs> Soak on my balls <laughs> and wax my crack. Teabag you. Well, so. What? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's under control. Situation normal. <laughs> I have to say it because my hands aren't quick enough. <laughs> Give me ten good men and some climbing spikes. Marlin bring me the bitch. Yes. One bron. Oh, I miss bron. Oh. Anyway. Wasn't peak Bron in the last couple of series, was it? Didn't get enough lines, did he? That's impossible! He didn't get enough lines at all. <laughs> poor Bron. Poor, poor DL. No, he went D and DL and Pascal, were he? No, Robson no. and Giraffes. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Come on, we're going. Right, see you later. <laughs> Fuck off. Wakanda forever. Epstein didn't kill himself. No. Smell you no later. No way, man. Smell Gwyneth Paltrow's pussy candle. Yeah.